Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of What to Watch on Netflix. I'm your host, my name is Jared Shepard. Thanks very much for listening every week, guys. Um, Same thing uh, this week, we're going to be recommending some of the best stuff across all streaming networks it might not just be netflix um, don't get confused by the name of the podcast we are also recommending stuff from other streaming platforms so you might get stuff from amazon from youtube vimeo if you will and today's guest is mr coughing fit himself <laughs> uh kenny lee hey kenny hello how are you doing yes sorry for the coughing it's all right um so kenny lee is a musician songwriter amongst other things he uh, is currently in the band model village yeah that's right don't be confused with the village people no or, um yeah have you ever dressed up as a cowboy in model village i i haven't no, no okay <laughs> other people may have um and kenny also does uh, some solo stuff he released a uh, an album last year with, with tons of cool people on it um and some uncool people of course and it was a great album it's on it's on your record label so. it is yeah so so check it out and um, it's called the constant by kenny lee and uh, i i've known you for ages so you could probably predict the type of thing that i'm going to recommend and i can probably predict the stuff that you're going to recommend uh, mostly because we told each other but besides that um i have known you for for quite a long time yeah I, I, although you have watched everything so I, I don't know what to expect that's true uh, when we lived together i did spend most of my time just watching stuff <laughs> yeah I, i'm in to know what we're gonna okay well we're going straight bang on to format right now um and my first thing of what to watch on netflix is something that i think is kind of expected of me it's just appeared on netflix um so i am sticking to the uh, name of the podcast at the moment um and that is the animated cartoon series from 1986 based on the 1984 massive blockbuster hit yes i'm talking about the real ghostbusters um and for those who've never seen the real ghostbusters before you obviously didn't grow up in the late 80s early 90s where it was all over the place so these, these are the real ghostbusters these are yeah and the reason why it's called real ghostbusters is because um when they were developing the cartoon obviously they just want to make a cartoon out of the successful film but they didn't have the rights to the name to the cartoon version of ghostbusters because some other guys were making another shitty version um cartoon called ghostbusters oh, really? oh. um so they had to stick in the word real is, is that one on netflix the ghost uh, no i don't think it's, that's anywhere um, but this, uh, the real Ghostbusters, is um, kind of based on the film. It has the same characters as the film, but obviously there is an unlimited budget because it is animated. So you do have a lot of the same characters pop up. Um, in fact, you get Slimer popping up. He was like a real small part in the film, but he's essentially their pet in this. He's in every yeah. single episode. He's a good ghost. He's a good ghost. Yeah, um, but essentially they're, they're having a, a dead person as a pet. So it's if, if, if you really think about it, why don't they? let that who, who likes pizza is that is that correct are you th- yes he likes pizza but you, you might also be like getting him confused with the fact that the guy who who um voiced peter venkman also voiced garfield so that there's that kind of confusion uh happening as well um the guy who uh, who voiced peter venkman in this is called lorenzo music which possibly the best name i've ever heard i agree 
And he was, we just find out, he was the voice of the Garfield in the Garfield cartoons, which is quite weird because uh, obviously Bill Murray played Venkman in the films and Bill Murray also voiced um, Garfield in the Garfield movie, Tale of Two Kitties, (laughs) which which is great. But there's some other great uh, voice actors on The Real Ghostbusters, Uh, and we also had a look earlier. Arsenio Hall plays Winston Zedmore for the first few seasons, which is crazy to me that someone, I mean, he was relatively, well, he was coming to america right coming to america then he had his own like uh, tv show yeah. um and on his tv show he had uh, i think freddy krueger came onto his tv show at one point or was it michael myers one of them um it's just it's just a, just a great bunch of people one person um who 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 voiced i think zedmore after arsenio hall left is some called buster jones again a great name great name for a ghostbuster especially yeah. you might as well just <laughs> called him ghost ghost man um, just ghostbuster jones yeah um but the, the the great thing about the real ghostbusters is uh, even though this was for kids and i'm sure a lot of you out there are like jed we know what the real ghostbusters are we don't, you don't need to remind us but do you remember how scary legitimately scary uh this tv show was uh, because because if this was on like citv and for those who are listening in america citv was the children's uh television channel when we came home from school uh, and possibly contained some of the greatest television output of all time uh, from about 1991 to about 1996 just woof um um rent a ghost oh yes all that kind of stuff um and the real ghostbusters was there and um some uh, we just watched one episode earlier and the episode in question we watched was episode eight of series one. Um, and that was called, um, it was called When Halloween Was Forever, which was written by J. Michael Straczynski, who is uh, one of the most uh, famous and successful co- comic book writers um ever really and he kind of wrote a lot of these early ghostbusters episodes so this the one that in question uh, when halloween was forever is about a evil demon called sam hayne who uh wants it to be halloween forever basically so he encourages all the ghosts in the city all basically the dead people who haven't moved over uh, to help him into basically making the spookiest night ever. And he also has the ability, I don't know why or how, to, to stop time. So it remains Halloween forever. He's it, from Ireland as well, right? Is he? I think that's, I'm sure it, that's <laughs> what they said. They said he's from Ireland. I'm sure that's what they said at the start. It, was it, that what his accent was meant to be? I don't know. I don't no, I think they said he was pagan oh, rather than Irish. Oh, <laughs> there is some kind of crossover. <laughs> um, but the um, um, he his kind of main power is to have control over all ghosts and also to... Um, did he, like, fire, like, weird slime at people? Some ghost material. Some kind of ghost... Have you, I don't know, have you described what he looks like? He's oh, he's basically a pumpkin man. Yeah. He, he has a pumpkin face with a scary mouth and a big, long cloak. So hardly any body, but a big, long cloak. And, and he's quite terrifying if you're a little kid watching this. Um, but the kind of the Ghostbusters weren't really phased by him. Um, they kind of... How they defeated him was they got Slimer to... Re- to this is the pizza bit. Yeah, yeah. So they got so they managed to kind of trick 
or distract Sam Haim for some reason by getting Slimer to this. They shouted Peter at Slimer, which for some reason distracted Sam Hain, and then Egon could blast him from behind. Uh, yeah, he shone some big spotlights on it. Yeah, because he hates hates daylight. Um, and even though that doesn't sound scary, there's scary moments in it. Like there's a big clock face with a scary face. Um, these kids were bobbing for apples at, the, at this Halloween party, and the apples came alive and was mm. biting them. Um, just stuff like that. And that's great. At four thirty on a, a nineteen ninety yeah. in the early nineteen nineties, watching this when you were a kid, gives you nightmares. Um, and it wasn't just that episode. It was uh, it went over five, six seasons. The episode that I remember the most um, is probably the episode, and it scared me the most, is when uh, for some reason they went back in time, uh, and they went back in time to before land there was any land on earth so they were just like sinking in water for like deeper and deeper and deeper because there was no land new york wasn't around as in the land before time is it it was yeah basically but it was the land before land (laughs) and there was just water um and that just freaked me out um because there's nowhere to to escape to Uh, yeah and that's kind of what formed my my weird um sense of horror and sense of entertainment really um yeah and that's the real ghostbusters which is available on netflix just now um across the world and i thoroughly recommend you at least for the first three seasons it's great season four it gets a little bit um kiddish because they called it slimer and the real ghostbusters and they and they they kind of up the slapstick humor rather than the actual writing um it's Sli- still slimer took over did he slimer slimer kind of took over because he was the kind of thing the kids latched on to and i used to, used to draw in coloring books and and, mm. and things uh, but yeah the real ghostbusters and that was my first pick of what to watch on netflix kenny what is your first pick my my first pick my yep. first pick is also netflix yep. it's uh ip man one if man yeah i've seen that yeah so it's the story of bruce lee's master okay of course you know we've had all these other martial arts films we should have a story about bruce lee's master yeah um, i'm excited so why should i watch this film why should we watch this film well it stars donnie yen who's uh, amazing and you know who donnie yen is yes yep uh he's 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 in the latest star wars yeah and it's about time he crossed over into into kind of western culture because he's been a massive he's been a massive actor in in asia for a long time he's been the the best really so i believe i believe these these it man was his breakthrough in the in the western audience yeah uh his big film I, i'm not too sure what year it was maybe it's been a while i think maybe might yeah. have been the last part of the 2000 uh, and yeah, something yeah yeah around then. so yeah donnie yen is the main character he plays uh, the titular who, it man yes he, <laughs> so this is the the true story of uh, Bruce Lee's master's life. Yeah, except most of it is made up. Is is that true? Yeah, there's there's not much true about this story apart from the there's the odd bit. I think. Uh, so what so, kind of happens that's made up? Because I, I kind of I have seen it, but years ago. Yeah, okay. so, so the few things, the, the true bits are that he 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 grew up in and he he lived in Foshan, which is like the martial arts village you know, yeah lots of martial arts schools so that's that's true yeah uh he lived he was wealthy that's true yeah um the japanese invaded that's true that's quite a sad story mm-hmm. that's real life war. but he had like magic powers right uh, no oh, okay no. uh and he he did he learned wing chun which is the the martial arts that bruce lee then took over and yeah. you know, made his own version of i think mm-hmm. yeah um jeet kune do which i studied yes yeah exactly um so yeah and uh, well he the story of it man one is that he uh I don't know. He's just living his life basically in this village, and he, he's 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 quite reserved. He doesn't want to take like gain attention or anything. But yeah. this gang, the, the start of the film, this gang attacks the village, and they they take over every master 
uh, take on every master in the in the village yeah. and defeat them all. And they want to know who the best one is. And of course, okay. it's it, man. <laughs> yeah. So they go to his house. But why is he so good? He's just studied... He's, they never explain it. It's just, <laughs> it's just you know, he's he's, he's the man. It's Donnie Yen. That's, yeah, yeah. that's why. Okay. Um, and so this 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 gang leader of this gang goes to his house, wants to fight him. So yeah. of course he fights him, but it man is brilliant and yeah. uh, beats him and he fends him off. And that that's the first half, well not half, the first part of the film. Okay. And then and then the Japanese invade. Right. They kind of cover this in a a montage. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, some, suddenly it's you know after it and he's lost his wealth. He's having to work in a coal mine. I don't think that's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, you know. Is he using his martial arts skills to kind of like dig for coal? No, he doesn't. He doesn't well, show that's a missed opportunity, yeah, right? He's okay. A, he's a, in fact, I think uh, to to save. Um, no, no, I think this. I'm a, yeah, I can't remember now. But um, the, the general plot then shifts to a Japanese uh, warlord who, who seems to like watching the Chinese martial artists fight. Okay. So fight themselves. Right. Um, and basically, he's the bad guy, and that's the well, again. He fights him in this film. I don't want to spoil yeah. too much, but. Again, that's not true. I don't think this actually happened. This but, sounds you know, very elaborate, yeah. But the fight scenes are incredible. The, cho- the choreograph is amazing. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's co- Donnie Yen. It's going to yeah. be amazing. The, choreogra- the choreograph is by Sammo Hung. Oh, wow, so, wow. Yeah, who obviously, for, uh, most famous for, uh, Mar- is it Martial Law? Martial Law, which was a great Channel 5. Uh, <laughs> is he Sammo Law in that, I think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's he right. kept his name, but he's Sammo Law. Oh, well, um, um, I-, I love I love Martial Law. It's just one of those kind of like underrated Channel 5 uh, um, Sunday afternoon TV shows mm. uh, where it's a, a police procedural but with, with martial arts. I wonder if that's on Netflix. I don't oh, sure. If it is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the hell out of it. Um, so the, I mean, the other thing amazing about Donnie Yen is that, yeah. I, well, I don't know when he made this, but he he's 53 years old. Wow. He's, he's, and he doesn't look it and he doesn't fight like it. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a thing about martial arts. I think it just makes you young. It just makes you young. Because... Um, Slightly off topic, but yeah. in, equally in the, uh, you know, Ming Wa Wen from, I think she she's in Shield currently. Okay. Was she was she in some? She's oh, on that lady. Medical show, wasn't she? Yeah. Oh, she's show. she's like eighty years old, but yeah, she looks she, like she's in her twenties. Well, she's, she's also fifty three. Yeah. Age, Donnie, and again, she looks like she's she's very, crazy very young, and she does like all of old stunts. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the tip, kids. So that's um, my first film. Yeah. Great, thank you, and that's available on Netflix, uh, Netflix right now. Thank you very much. Um, I need to need to watch that again because uh, I've forgotten everything to do with that is there any like um, supernatural stuff in, in that no no okay maybe when i remake that it's gonna have ghosts <laughs> and stuff in it um great thank you so moving on to my second pick of what to watch on netflix and this one is great and i've mentioned tim and eric on on this show and other shows i've done before um and this is just a, a Tim vehicle. Um, and the full name of this is is On Cinema, At the Cinema. And it started off as a podcast, which wasn't very good. But then uh, Adult Swim picked it up and made it into a TV show. And what it is, it's a essentially a comedy film review show starring Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric Show, amongst other things, and Greg Turkington. And Greg Turkington is um, a great comedian in its, in itself. In its, in itself. And I'll come on to him a little bit later. But what it is, it's, it's um, the, the classic duo where one's the straight man and one is the kind of the, the comedy relief. Uh, Greg's the straight man who cannot believe some of the stuff that Tim comes out with. And uh, Tim is just uh, off the hook, crazy, um, just really hard to control and does everything he can not to review films. 
So it all starts off with, with like, this week we're going to review um, this film and this film, but they, there's barely any reviewing going on because Tim starts to make the whole thing about himself, about his life, about his son. So they start talking about the film and he goes, oh yeah, and by the way, yeah, I'm in the band, uh, my band's called Decca, and we're playing at this place, and... Um, and Greg's like, no, no, let's keep on topic. Let's talk about the film. And he's like, yeah, but my wife is having an affair with a guy. And um, it becomes more and more elaborate every single episode. And there's like eight seasons now. Um, and this kind of storyline about um, uh, Tim's life gets more and more and more elaborate. In the current season, um, so at the end of the last season, his face got burnt off in a fire in uh, in this film archive. So the whole season, uh, in between films, he's been doing auditions to see who's going to give him a skin graft for his face. Um, <laughs> it's great. But also, um, at some point, I think it was about series three, he was, like, he was getting sick of uh, reviewing other people's films. So he was like, I'm going to make my own film. So in, so they made a, something called um, uh, Decca Unclassified, or Decca. And it was like a kind of James Bond spoof. But it's not even really a film, it's a TV show. So that's another kind of weird kind of spin-off. But the Adult Swim picked up this TV show. So that's ongoing throughout the whole thing. And then Tim starts his own band. And then he starts like a spin-off band. And he gets involved with all these like emo guys. Uh, it's really, really, really elaborate. And then there's one point, uh, and this is why this show is great, because it's so, so meta, and there's so many spin-off and things going on, on from it. There was one time, we're at the same, on the same, roughly the same month, um, Greg Turkington was in Ant-Man. He played the character in Ant-Man, and Tim played uh, one of the characters in Fantastic Four. And obviously Fantastic Four bombed, and Ant-Man did really well. So that so the rivalry within this cinema review show was just incredible. Because um, Greg was just like, yeah, and the very, very successful Ant-Man that I was in. And Greg was in, um, sorry, and Tim was in Fantastic Four. So it added to the mythology and the, and the, and the kind of drama of uh, this incredible show. And I think it's the most underrated, uh, funniest show currently there is. And... Um, I will stop in this, talking in a second. But the other great thing is when they review a film, um, every single time they give it five five bags of popcorn. That's their rating system. It's out of five bags of popcorn. And whatever they say, whatever the film is, they give it five bags of popcorn. Um, so they've never given anything less than five bags of popcorn. Um, so, so what was this one? Sorry, this was on, this is called um, is this? On Cinema, At The Cinema. Oh, yeah. um, it is available on Adult Swim and oh. YouTube. Um, if you want to view the most recent episode, they put it on to Adult swim for a week and then they drop it onto youtube but to be honest if you watch it from the start watch it on youtube and you can watch it all in a row but um yeah it's incredible and um yeah uh, just to go on to greg turkington he is um so he's the other guy besides tim heidecker his kind of comic creation that kind of brought him to fame is neil hamburger um and neil hamburger is someone i've seen uh quite a few times at festivals and um in his own right and uh randomly like uh, i know his wife just from social networks i didn't realize she was married to uh greg turkington so when she came to london she was like let's hang out so i hang out with her and she was oh let's go see my husband um perform i'm like cool who's your husband oh my husband's greg turkington neil hamburger oh my god like (laughs) this guy's just great um but yeah so if you like bizarre kind of meta comedy comedy that you, is, that you have to really kind of 
you have to know from the start. It's kind of like a, a small club of people who know what's going on. So if you go into this cold, go into like series eight, you will not know what's going on because you don't know all of the kind of drama that's happened before. Um, his Japanese wife that's left him for a black guy. Um, his son called Tom Cruise who died mysteriously. Um, this doctor who has been... T- um, every time Tim gets sick, this doctor gives him these weird, weird medicine that he just like... You just want him to stop because it's hurting him. Yeah, his his problems with his face, all of his random band members that are, that he keeps bringing onto the show. And Greg's like, "Why are you bringing these band members onto the show? This is a film review show, um, mm-hmm. and all the spin-off shows. It's it's crazy, but um, it's one of my favorite things to watch. And it comes out every Monday um, on AdultSwim.com. Sounds great. That's my second choice, second choice of what to watch on Netflix. What's your second choice, Kenny Lee? Um, my second choice yep. is uh, uh, Ip Man 2. <laughs> Ip Man 2, excellent. Uh, any relation to well, Ip Man 1? It, well, it is. I, I should have mentioned that it, this was a trilogy. And it, okay. So, well, I won't let you guess my third film now, but we'll see. Okay. Um, but Ip Man 2. So we're picking up the story of uh, Bruce Lee's master again, Master Ip. Is, is Bruce Lee in it at any time? He, he appears in the second one. Oh, yes, excellent. But, okay. But... I, I would use that term lightly. Okay. So what happens uh, in It Man 2? It Man 2. So this fo- picks up the story. I, I didn't want to spoil the end of the first one, but the second one is set in Hong Kong. Okay. I'll just say that. And, and this follows um, It Man trying to set up a martial arts school in Hong Kong. Excellent. Um, but he doesn't really know what the... There's, oh, so the English are also... The English are very much have a strong presence and are running in things. Hong Kong, but yeah, but yeah. there's some... There are some Chinese people who are having to run things... Uh, for the English who don't mm-hmm. like it but they have to do it yeah. there's some fantastic English accents and English acting uh, <laughs> by English people yes, or by, okay. by, by English people it, it's great um, well I say great but yeah uh, <laughs> and uh, so one of the first things he has to do is um, try and set up his school of martial arts but he's struggling he, he just a classic martial arts movie just, trope that yeah, happens in a lot of them exactly um, but he can't attract any students okay. so at the start of the film these people um, they, they pick on him and then he, right. beats, he beats up the guy and the guy realises hang on this guy's the real deal yeah, yeah. he brings back all his mates and they're his first students <laughs> okay um, but, what, but what he doesn't realise Master Ip is that he has to follow the rules to set, uh, set up a martial arts school okay um so this all escalates when his students start um, start another fight with another with another school and very another classic yeah, martial arts yes, trope martial yep. arts um, and then suddenly Simon Hong turns up nice so he was the choreographer and now he's actually in it good I want um, him in everything and his character name is Mr Hung <laughs> uh, so I, I'm not too sure if he actually plays any roles where he doesn't change his name did, possibly did, was he, Simon Hung isn't old enough to be around when Ip Man was around is he or unless he was well, a baby. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe it's, again, not true. This story. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, I forgot to mention Ip Man Two is the true story, but again, again, yeah. it's made up. With a pinch um, of salt. Yeah. So, um, and then obviously that's again, it's a, nice, it's a nice sort of opening to the film, and then it goes off on another arc. Uh, mentioned the British earlier, so uh, yeah. there is for some reason a British boxer there, <laughs> and the entertainment is mainly boxing. Um, okay. And he. You know, he's this arrogant English fool. It sounds like Game of Death, the, the Bruce Lee from Game of Death, where he has to fight a boxer. Well, that's what happens in this film. Right, so, okay. Um, he, there's a, yeah, he, he challenges the, um, the Chinese, to, well, he takes on Asian martial arts and stuff okay. like that, and he's this arrogant guy, and there's a corrupt police man. And uh, there's also a, um, one of the one of the Chinese guys working for the British guy who doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm not sure if it's been lost in translation, but he is Officer Fatso. <laughs> uh, 
And he, you know, they keep calling him that. Okay. And it's like, okay, I don't know if that's been lost in translation or <laughs> that is actually the character's name, Fatso. But okay. it, it's quite, he doesn't seem to mind in the film. So, um, is he is he quite a big guy? Mm, he's not massive. He's, okay. Um, Samuel Hung's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. So. I feel like that name was already taken. So, so the other thing amazing about Samuel Hung is I think he's even older than Donnie. And, and yeah, he, he, you know, he's giving it all that in this film. That's great. And uh, I think the the main thing about this film is the amazing tabletop fight scene. It's it's incredible. Okay. There's a well, so I guess if if Samuel Hung is choreographing again, it's yeah. going to be like incredible. Well, he's in this fight yeah. as well. So this is when this is when Ip Man has to uh, gain the respect of the fellow martial artist to right. open his school so okay. he's challenged by a few masters mm-hmm. but it ends in this epic tabletop fight what uh, kind of things happen well, they just have an incredible fight on a table um, one table or multiple yes, one tables table, one okay. table surrounded by upturned stools yeah so, you know if you fall off you're going to hurt yourself yeah 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 um, and they just have this epic fight uh, where they manage to you know not fall off it yeah it's like a um, ballet isn't it like sometimes and... most of the action is pretty real yeah I'd say this one has probably got wires in it yeah, um, but it, you know, fine. hits and everything are real. I think yeah. people have been hurt quite badly in the production, in most films. But yeah, yeah, yeah. there's been some proper uh, wounds inflicted from the martial arts. In, in, in the Ip Man films, is there kind of like a, a Jackie Chan style? And apologies for this, if you can hear seagulls in the background because we're next to mm-hmm. some water. Um, is uh, is there kind of a Jackie Chan style uh, credit blooper reel? No, no. Oh, okay. so this more, is serious. It's, more, it's more serious. I mean, it's, a, okay. it's, a, it's a nice story. It's well acted. All, yeah, uh, Ip Man too. So. And how does this compare to Ip Man One? Is it better or weaker? I I, I think they're about the same. I, okay. I, I, I like I liked both. You can watch it, them as one. It sounds a little bit like yeah, just like the classic like Bruce Lee films uh, like Fist of Fury where there's like schools dojos involved and stuff yeah um, it's very much about the action like uh, Donnie Yen I think he, he he basically studied Wing Chun properly yeah so that all the moves look quite authentic yeah because obviously like when I was growing up like I was always in, into martial art films and stuff but um, I never really did it and then like a few years back I was like oh I'm going to do a martial art which martial art am I going to do and I was like I kind of want to just be like Bruce Lee so I googled it and I was like okay so Bruce Lee he invented Jeet Kune Do I'll go to a Jeet Kune Do place and it's like okay so nowhere does Jeet Kune Do it's only it's not, well he Bruce Lee said it's not allowed to be taught uh, besides him so when he died no one else was allowed to do it but there are a few people who do it mm. and I went to a place in London for this guy he was taught by one of Bruce Lee's students True. apparently this is what he says it, I think it could be legit but my first ever class that I come in there and he's like okay let me tell you a story there was one time where there was 25 guys who wanted to fight me so like one of, so they came <laughs> so they tried to fight me and like when I when I defeated them all um, I they knew not to like face me again just something just stupid like that and it's, I'm like this guy's been watching too many too many films and he was quite a, quite a small guy as well but he's quite stocky so, I mean that does happen in the Ip Man films where he often takes on 10 men yeah. and they make a point of it I think I think in, in the first one yeah. back I think they, they said can this guy really take on 10 people at a time and well you can kind of do that with Jeet Kune Do because Jeet Kune Do is unlike any other martial art Jeet Kune Do is basically trying to hurt them as fast as possible so you can run away or you can get away so it's just like Kick them in, kick them in the balls, punch them in the throat, gouge out their eyes. It's like no, there's no grace to it. It's just kick them in the balls, punch their eyes. That's interesting because <laughs> I think Wing Chun is m- much about um, defense, defense stuff. but it's simultaneous attack. Yeah, but it's knowing. Yeah, yeah. that's the same as you can do, but yeah. it's more like just incapacitate just them quick. asap. 
Um, but then I got injured after about, after like a couple of months, I was like, I'm not going to do this again. Um, because there was one month of just literally someone kicking me in the balls for an entire month. Um, so I don't, I didn't want to pay any more money for that. Um, some guys would pay a lot of money for that, but I didn't want to pay for it. Uh, but yeah, that's a great second pick. Was yep, it? Yep. Um, and that can be found also on Netflix. That's also on Netflix. Yeah. Great second choice. Uh, my third choice, my last choice of, uh, what to watch on Netflix is uh, something again that's just recently come onto uh, Netflix and it is the film I've been waiting for for a while it's called The Discovery um, some of you might have seen this pop up in your Netflix queue um, some of you may have seen it at Sundance because it was debuted there those seagulls are so loud they are very loud it's fine it, your mic not, might not be picking it up it won't be I'll get rid of it um, but yeah the, so when I was at Sundance with my film uh, Dawn of the Deaf um, I desperately wanted to go into the discovery because i like high concept science fiction films and i also like anything that robert redford is in because like kenny like i told you robert redford's never made a single bad movie and he can he can place himself be dropped into any movie and he will make that movie a hundred times better and he plays one of the, the basically the main guy in the discovery um, and has what he been, has he been in anything recently um he was in uh, captain america when um of course yes, yeah yes. he's done that he's done some other kind of solo stuff that was pretty good uh but the kind of main concept of the discovery is uh, robert redford is a scientist who has proved uh, the existence of an afterlife so he's a neuropsychologist or something or neurosurgeon and he's found out a way to 100 percent well 99.9% um, prove that when you die, your soul goes to another place. This reminds me of the Outer Limits episode with Roz from Fraser. Wow, what happened in that? Similar concept. Okay. Just short, short story, I guess. Okay, yeah, <laughs> well, we'll see how similar it is. So, because he, so he announces this, and it kind of picks up from the point where it's a little while after the announcement, and because and everyone's seen this, and where four million people have committed suicide because they want to go to this other place. Ooh. So the the suicide rate is just like increasing, 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 increasing. Um, but then you see Jason Siegel, not the not the seagulls outside, <laughs> but a different one called Jason. He is there in a kind of kind of a straight man role, and he we see him on a ferry. Uh, with Ro- and he meets Rooney Mara, oh, yeah. um, and they're basically going to this little island, um, and you kind of have the impression that this is a film about suicide. That either one or both of them are going there to commit suicide. Um, so they go to this little island, and uh, Rooney Mara says goodbye, and she goes off with some hitchhiker, and he goes and sees his dad, who was Robert Redford. And he doesn't believe his dad's discovery. He doesn't believe in it at all. Um, and he just think it. He, he thinks it's incredibly. Um, what's the word? Just, just terrible that he's announced this to the world because it's, it's caused so many com- people to commit suicide. And Robert Redford isn't taking any kind of responsibility for his actions because mm-hmm. um, sometimes the public shouldn't know everything. Like, it's sometimes I think I know everyone wants to know everything that the government kind of like knows or but i think if we knew everything it would be chaos so he he believes that this shouldn't have been announced and there isn't proper 100 percent proof um but in the midst of him staying with his dad jason siegel himself finds out that there is something after death um and he kind of hides it because he, he kind of like hangs out in this room by himself and he kind of finds out for sure there it is but he doesn't want to tell his dad that he believes him now in the meantime rooney mara 
um, tries to commit suicide by, by throwing herself into some water. And then Jason Siegel finds her and brings her back to the house. Q, um, a kind of like a cult type situation where all these people are in Robert Redford's house, um, just hanging out and waiting to see his latest discovery, uh, which is a machine that will record the afterlife and you can watch videos of the afterlife basically. Um, and, uh, I'm obviously not going to tell you how it ends, but it, I was getting bored, uh, but, Two thirds of the way through, I was already bored because it, just, it wasn't going anywhere. I was kind of sick of Jason Segel. Robin Redford wasn't on screen that much. Um, but then by the end, it got me the last 10, 15 minutes I thought was was great um, and really kind of made me think about all this stuff. And I just think it's great that Netflix has invested in um, a film with such a kind of an unusual um, sci-fi concepts. It sounds really good. I mean, I, I like the way you just described it without any character names. So as if, as if it's, oh, just, I, it's just Robert Redford. It is. Uh, it, it, in my mind, doesn't spare time. <laughs> if Robert Redford's in the film, friend, I don't care who his Rudy name Mara is. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, a bit like like Kirby Enthusiasm, sort of some real life thing. That's what they did in real life. They discovered the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I just don't know what their names are. I don't think it even matters. Um, and also, I'll tell you one person I say is, do you know um, Mary Steenberg, um, who was um, Doc Brown's girlfriend in Battle of the Future 3? Really? Yeah, wow. she's in it, yeah. She hasn't really aged that much. Um, well, she's time traveller, so... That is true. She got on that train. Um, but yeah, so that, that film was directed by a guy called Charlie McDowell. Um, it was another instance of Netflix getting it right and investing, putting the money into the right places. Um, and yeah... I just love it, and it's only come came out on March the thirty first. And if you've got Netflix, then you can watch this immediately. And I thoroughly recommend it. And if you feel like you're getting bored, just persist because it's worth it by the end. Um, and it's a good viewing experience. And that's my last pick of what to watch on Netflix. Kenny Lee, what is your final pick my of final what to pick, watch on Netflix? Final pick. Um, well, can I guess? You can guess. Ip Man Three. You're right. Yes, yes. it's Ip Man Three. So. I was pretty unoriginal with my pick. <laughs> no, it's good. It's you good. said pick three films, so I, I picked three films. Uh, I think I um, think you made the right choice. Hitman Man 3. Uh, I think for completion, you have to watch the third one. It, yeah. You know, it's a trilogy. When uh, did that come out? Was that more... Re- it's a bit more recent, I think. Maybe, yeah. not, maybe only two years old, actually. Okay. Um, so... I'll admit it's it's not the best part of the trilogy, but it's it's a good watch. Okay. Um, Does the coal mining aspect come back into it at any no. point? So this oh, is okay. set a bit later. So he's had a, he's had a child, it man, who's grown up and he's and he's um, got a second child now. Okay. Um, th- this bit has a bit more true element in it because uh, it's, uh, it's got some. Uh, the sad part is that his wife uh, gets cancer in this film. Okay. That did happen in real. Hang on, did we find out about Bruce Lee? Um, sorry, so at the end of the second one, Bruce yeah. Lee... Was it the end? I can't remember which way around it is, but Bruce Lee turns up as a little child at the <laughs> second one. <laughs> nice. He says, teach, like, teach me to fight. And he amazing. just says, come back when you are older. Something. Yeah. Um, and then I think he appears <laughs> at the start of It Man 3. As a, nice. As a See, that's adult. worth watching it. Well, it's not Bruce Lee, though. Yeah, but still, it's cool it's, that he's in it. He's just an actor. That, that's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm into and it. Start, yeah, at the start of the film, and uh, it, he he challenged, he challenged wants to be taught, basically, by It Man, and It Man doesn't say yes, and he doesn't say no. <laughs> Okay. He doesn't know what, how to take it, and that—that's pretty much it for the film, really. But, um, so, I mean, I—I'm not—I'm I'm not too. Uh the, the plot of this one, I'm, I got a bit lost with it. It's not as much okay. of a plot with something. It seems to have like a rival martial artist who believes his Wing Chun is the real Wing Chun. Okay. He's, he's sort of the... Uh, this is kind of based on the truth. I feel yeah. like that, that happens all the time, different martial arts. But in the middle of all this story, you've got 
Mike Tyson. Nice. Who's... I didn't quite grasp what he was in the film, but he was just there. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not true. I don't think Mike Tyson was alive when Ip Man was alive. No, but this is a common <laughs> common thing in, again, martial arts films. In Game of Death, you've you got um, boxers, you've got um, basketball players, and you've got mm. famous cameos and stuff. And Mike Tyson appears in, in every other film nowadays. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. As, as himself? I'm not too sure if he is He always himself plays himself. Who could, he, who could he be? I don't think he is himself in this. He's just... Maybe, I don't even know he has a name in this film. He's just, okay. he's just there and he's running some... He's got an office. <laughs> yeah, got but that's probably what kid. he does now. He's just, just yeah. in an office somewhere, just like freaking out. And he ends up having a fight with it, man, which is, is great, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson versus it, man. Yeah. It's like a computer game, basically. Yeah. Um, and that kind of resolves itself. But again, it's not the main... He's not the main antagonist in the film, so it's yeah. this other guy. Uh, but yeah, worth it to worth it to complete the trilogy. So Ip Man isn't the main character, or you? Oh, sorry. Um, well, Mike Tyson is not the main. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't, we, only, right. we only want to see him yeah. for a few minutes. It's the it's the Wing Chun rival who is the bad guy. And, and by the end of it, does he agree to to uh, teach Bruce Lee? Um, like first, you must enter the dragon, Mister Lee. I think there's a weird bit which Bruce Lee teaches him how to dance. I, I, I okay. the plot there. I'm I, not I sure if that's uh, yeah. based on reality. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know what. I couldn't tell if I couldn't remember if it was him or if it was a different character. But it looked like the same guy. Just <laughs> like, is that Bruce Lee's character? Mister Ip Man, look at my feet of fury. I probably got that completely wrong. I probably completely wrong. No, I want there to be a film where Bruce <laughs> Lee is just dancing, <laughs> and then it. <laughs> you didn't know Dance Dance Revolution like a like a mod or something. To <laughs> maybe that's the first lessons when you learn the martial art. Dance. Oh, know, maybe it is. That's true. That's true. Well, actually, uh, Bruce Lee, Sammo Hung, uh, Jackie Chan—they all learnt ballet first, didn't they? Mm. Um, well, well, maybe not first, but they all knew ballet to, to quite a high level in order to kind of get their martial there skills is, up. Because you keep asking about Bruce Lee, so there is there is a, a particular homage to him in in the fight scene. I won't spoil it, but there's a particular okay. sort of move, you know, that the kind of nose thing. No, no, it's, it's, it's okay. something you know, that Bruce Lee made famous. Um, so. We'll leave, we'll leave it to people. Okay, yeah, we'll leave it yeah. To people. yeah. I'll watch it. Um, and w- where would you say that this sits on the kind of Ip Man scale? Is scale. it the worst film? It's, it's probably the worst of the three. Okay. You know, to complete it. So you can watch this, this in really in order. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. That was a great bit. And that's available on Netflix. Also on Netflix. Brilliant. All three. Um, well, thanks very much. Um, it, it was... Um, it led me to places I never thought I would go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would, um, and I am going to watch. I don't think I've watched all of It Man Two to be honest. But I, th- I think that's probably the best one. Okay, I'll, I'll rewatch it. If it's got little Bruce Lee in it, that's, and that's it's cool. Got Sammo Hung, so yeah. that's true. Is Sammo Hung in the third one? No. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he was choreographed. I'm liking that one less and less and less. Yeah. But um, I appreciate your picks. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, want to find out more about these, um, check. I'll put right links to it in the, in the description on iTunes and stuff. Where can people find out more about you, Kenny Lee, if they want to find out about you? Um, I have a, a what do you call the Bandcamp page. Yeah. I, I think you also have my own Bandcamp band yeah. page. I think you've got one for me. So yeah. just go to PostPop. PostPopRecords.com. Um, but what's your on social networks if someone wants to contact you direct? I'm, well, I'm, at, I'm at Kyle Neen. 
which is an anagram of his name. So yeah. it's K-Y-L-E-N-E-N-E. <laughs> Make it difficult for people to find you. Um, and if you guys want to find me, I'm on Twitter, at Jed Shepard, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Same on Instagram. Um, and postpoprecords.com. Go to postpoppodcast.com if you want to find out about other podcasts I am involved with, Monkey Tennis, Smegheads, all that stuff. Um, and I'm going to do a big announcement at some point in the next couple of weeks about uh, this particular podcast. Very, very good news and kind of unbelievable really but yeah something cool is happening and um yeah thank you very much and i will uh, see you next week with another great guest thanks very much kenny um maybe i'll play about 30 seconds of one of your songs oh, any no. so- any song in particular you want to uh, uh highlight? I'll, I'll let you choose and i will choose the best one Alright guys, I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.